Ready, Freddy? Ready, steady? Oh, no. Let's Let's Camp Rock. Surf. No, not Camp Rock, but still a whole new pod. Yeah, another... Lucas Melby. Another year. Jacob Telejohn. Yeah. 2023. Something about 2023, just the three coming up, I feel like it's harder for me to accept that than 2022. Like, those numbers... 2022 there's three twos in there that's okay but 2023 where's this three coming from yeah i like i'm feeling two, scared two, oh, two, two. new year same old pod same old pod we've been here before maybe our last full year wow if we keep a good pace which yeah. obviously by the time you're listening to this you already know that we missed our uh, normal upload date but we told you that might happen we're recording this january 2nd to give you context for how quickly or how long it took me to edit the podcast. And I got to say, still recovering from the holidays. There are 23 more movies, I believe, to go. And if there's 52 weeks in the year, divide that by two, because we record every two weeks. 26 movies we can potentially get done. Wow. But they'll release, I think, maybe one or four this year. Oh, is there that many on the schedule? There's just been some announced, but... Okay. Exciting. But yeah, I want to put my old man hat on. It's one of those uh, winter hats with the flaps on the side. Love that. Uh, to say, I think New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, whatever. What a dumb fucking holiday. Like, are you complaining about having the day off? No, I love that. It's for, just... for context, today is Monday, January 2nd, and we have the day off, as a lot of companies do. I'm a, I'm a Minnesota State employee, so I get lots of holidays off, including New Year's Day. But just the idea of, like, I don't even drink. Me and Jacob don't drink, but staying up till midnight at our age, I just feel like shit the next morning. I had my parents had our family over or my dad's side of the family over for a Christmas and New Year's Day celebration. That's just too much all in a single day. I need I need some space to let me breathe. I drank a monster so I could last at midnight. Yeah. And then I couldn't fall asleep, so I had to take melatonin and two Benadryls to finally fall asleep, and I felt like shit all day on New Year's Day. It's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I've been getting a lot more tired. I, I stayed up pretty late a couple nights before then, and then I was just, like, exhausted for a few days. I barely made it to midnight, and then I just, I think I just crashed out. It's not worth it. Shortly after. Why is this even a thing? Like, last night, I, I went to bed, I think, at, like, 11. I'm oh, just, I went to bed at like 10. Nine. I don't even know. Tonight, I'll probably go to bed at like 10 or 11. Because I got to go back to work tomorrow after having like a week off. Yeah, Jacob had more time off than me, but mine was split up. So I still have the next day off. But yeah. we'll be editing the podcast. So yeah, you just, I'm tired. Kind just of got like some out. allergies going on or something. Or I'm sick. Maybe I, I've got Wolf. one of like the billion viruses uh, circulating right now. You're, an, you're infested, huh? So this is all a preamble to set up that. I don't know if I was physically, mentally, or emotionally prepared for the movie we watched today. Yeah. Or recording this podcast, as you could uh, maybe pick up from us stumbling into the start of this one. Yeah, it's it's, it's a new year, a new approach. Um, Well, I wouldn't even argue it's a new approach. Business as usual. But, Teen Beach movie. 2013 film uh, ten, 10 years 10 years after its inception yeah we're probably a little ahead of because i would think yeah. this was probably a summer release a june june or no but the only time disney channel only released July. a single disney channel original movie was the first year and that was 
under wraps because that came out like in October. So yeah, for they Halloween. didn't have a ton of time to release another one. No. So I don't really know why this movie didn't have any stars that we recognize as far as Disney stars. There were some from like Jesse, but Jesse for me has no cultural footprints in my mind or anything like that. Well, we have, of course, Barry Bostwick, um, who I was very excited to see in this movie. Um, another one you had mentioned who we've seen in a handful of other DCOMs, but we never really see his face in the first one we saw, Under Wraps, or not Under Wraps, um, Don't Look Under the Bed. What was his name? I don't remember. Let's just get into this movie. Okay. A movie that I went into knowing a little bit about the plot. Before I looked up the plot, though, I'm like, Teen Beach Movie. Kevin Chamberlain. Is this the next one in the line of high school movie or high school musical where they're like, that was the working title, but we just put that in. Yeah, because it does it's, it does sound very basic. It's a very basic name. But I can give a little background about why it's such a generic title as we get a little further into the movie. Yes. You start out, though, not immediately clear it's a, a musical, but it's going to be a musical. But this opening sequence could just be in any Disney Channel original yeah. movie. In a way, oh wait, I was just about to say... I'm surprised we've never had a surfing movie, but technically we kind of already We've had like two or three. Well, Johnny Tsunami is kind of like one quarter surfing and three quarters snowboarding. What's that other one about the girl? Girls. Rip Girls. Is that really surfing? Or that was like rip boarding? I don't know if that's distinguished or not. We've we've had surfing movies. But we also haven't really gotten too many sports movies. In a while, no. It's been a while, maybe. Isn't also, it's really not a sports movie. Either. No. It's as much of a sports movie as like High School Musical It one. teases us. It makes us want to think it's a serving movie, but it's not. But this opening song is called Oxygen, and it is played over our main characters, Mackenzie, or Mac, Mac. who's played by Maya Mitchell, who's actually the person singing Oxygen, uh, and she's surfing with Brady, her boyfriend. Played by Ross Lynch, uh, not related to David Lynch. Uh, and I assume he was also from some Disney Channel show, but I didn't look that Likely. up. Likely. And they are boyfriend and girlfriend, but it's a little bit rocky right now, and they're maybe approaching being on the outs with each other. And why is that? Well, we don't know quite yet, because first we got to check in with, as Jacob said, what's his name? Ben Br- Brandon Boswick or? Brian Boswick. Brian Boswick. Uh, A fun little thing, though, about Ross Lynch. Apparently, in a film, he played Jeffrey Dahmer, my friend Dahmer. Well, there's been a billion Dahmer movies, and most of them, I believe, are bad. And even the new Netflix series. Barry Boswick, sorry. Barry Boswick is Big Papa. Uh, Barry Boswick. Okay. I thought you were saying no. Barry Boswick was Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Uh, Yes, he plays a character mostly referred to as grandfather, but there's a sign outside of his house slash store called Big Bob. Big Papa's Surf Shack. Yes. And they go inside and they see him watching a movie that we'll eventually learn is called Wet Side Story. This this isn't Barry's first run-in with Disney movies either. He was also in the Hannah Montana movie oh. back in 2009. So I thought you were going to say this isn't his first time. Not, in not, a, not his first role. Well, he was also in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, that's, I mean, that, that's his, his, his big His more one. notable role than whoever he was in the Hannah Montana <laughs> But Wet Side Story. Obviously Wet a play Side Story, on yes. West Side Story. And is a little borderline of being like, that could also have been the porn parody name no, of that's, West that's, Side It's Story. a little naughty, yeah. So it's a little interesting why the Disney Channel would say that. But playing off of the premise of West Side Story, which is, of course, the premise of Romeo and Juliet, 
Instead of two rival gangs going at each other, it is bikers and surfers. Surfers, yeah. And we see it playing on the TV a bit, and we're going to see some characters that might be coming back in a little while. Ooh. Uh, Mackenzie, not a fan, though. She doesn't get musicals. She thinks they're silly. Maybe her and Jacob Telojohn got a little in common. Oh, my. Somebody else who probably thinks musicals are silly is Aunt Antoinette, who is kind of the guardian of Mackenzie, because we learn that she has a dead mom and an absent father. We don't know learn anything about her dad, but most importantly, for any true Disney Channel protagonist, is you got to have one dead parent, as we it, regularly talk true, about. Yeah, she, she's kind of, you know, like you were saying, Big Papa's kind of around, Grandpa. Yeah, she's, and as you would guess, she doesn't really from play much role. The guy in the movie. who has a place called Big Papa's Surf Shack. He's much more. He's essentially Johnny Tsunami. He's easy yeah. going. Johnny Tsunami, the, the old one, not the young. Well, Kapahala. there's only one Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, not Johnny Kapahala is not Johnny Tsunami. Correct. We've been very clear yes. about this. Yeah, very confusing though at first. Aunt Antoinette is very stuck up and proper. And she is played by, I don't remember the actress's name, but I knew her from Silicon Valley, where she's also kind of a an uptight, weird business lady in yeah, that. Business, business, business. And she's coming to collect Mackenzie because the next day... Suzanne Cryer. Whoever. I know her from Silicon Valley. She's not in a ton of other stuff, I don't think. She's getting Mackenzie because they're going to be leaving the next day, which is news to Brady, who's like, what? But we were going to shred huge waves tomorrow. Yeah, and like he should also be disappointed because you said that She's maybe been here a few years going to high school. Yeah. So essentially, we're going to learn that she was supposed to. She's going to this like super rich high school academy or whatever. Yeah. And it was her choice to go because it was her mom's dream to go to college. And she wasn't able to because she had Mackenzie and then also died. Yeah. And so she was always planning to only go for a couple of years of high school. I would guess in Hawaii probably is where they are. And then would go to this academy the other amount of time, which seems like would it matter? Like like you were making the point, like what would it really matter if she went there for like a year? You know, just like I said again, and to leave her friends and her her lover. If the only thing is you want to be well, she wants to be successful because her mom, I guess, would have gone to college to be successful or something. But it's like you can go to college without going to super nice schools. Yes. But her and Brady have a big fight, which is like super overly dramatic. And it's also within like the first five to ten minutes of this movie. So we don't know these characters super well. And I also knew the premise of where this movie was going. And I'm kind of just like tapping my watch. I'm like, okay, get on to the the silly stuff we know is coming. Because this is maybe a little overwrought of a beginning. Then they kind of just go their separate ways. The next morning, Mackenzie... Decides to go for one final surf before she's supposed to leave with her aunt. And she takes uh, Big Papa's magic surfboard. Yeah, there is a moment where we see it's a surfboard. It's got like a flower design on it. And it's, you know, it's sitting up on like a rack. Um, She's not looking at it when it happens, I don't believe. But it like, like the center of the flower kind of glows. And then we see her go and grab it and... Surf. And a lot of the surf footage does appear to be Maya Mitchell yeah, surfing, it, it, or mean, it's a very good stunt lookalike. Yeah, I, I think it is her, and, and some of the stuff she's she's doing, at least when it appears to really be her, isn't like too crazy. But there are definitely. I don't know. I can't surf at all, Jacob. No, well, I, I mean, <laughs> like she, like that that might have been just a few weeks of training, kind of thing, you know, not like she wasn't like doing like loop de loops and flippity flips. 
I don't think anybody actually does those things. Maybe. This isn't a video game. So, to clarify, there are scenes in this movie where people are surfing where they're clearly not. Like, where it's a green screen behind them. It just kind of looks goofy. But like these maybe shots like an older seem movie. to even have, yes. like, a GoPro or something yes. mounted on yes. the front they're of the definitely these, these are definitely real shots. So, Correct. it maybe even seemed intentional to make these... Very, like, I don't want to say gritty, but very grounded surfing. You know, we're getting the shots in the waves and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, I know. It was, it was cool. To even add that other air of reality to it. Oftentimes, what causes big waves? Storms. And it starts to turn Storm stormy. Storm surges, yes. Uh, big Papa's on the shore, and he runs into Brady. And Brady's like, fucking yeah, Big Papa. <laughs> She's shredding it out there. And he's like. Oh, I don't know, Brady. Oh, got a good vibe, good feel for this one. Feel it in my bones. Storms are coming. Sometimes dead's better. Oh. So Brady's like, oh, yeah, shit. Everybody else is coming out of the... Yeah, they're, 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 they're sounding an alarm or whistling and waving red flags. So clearly, you know, as an audience, we're supposed to know, too, that, yeah, she should probably shouldn't be out there. But she is, I think, maybe even seen some people going in, but she's like, nah, I'm keeping out here. So Brady hops on a jet ski. Because in, in her eyes, this is going to be the last wave she'll ever be able to catch because she, literally when she gets in, she's going to have to jump on an airplane. And also it's supposed to be like one of the biggest waves in history or something. Yeah, you know. However they measure that. The perfect storm. So Brady gets out on that jet ski. He's going to rescue her. Very dramatic music is playing here. She goes under her surfboard kind of. You know, shoots up or she shoots not on out it. of the water, but and it's he calm. dives in. Yeah, and then did they die? <laughs> yeah, it is very odd because what we see next is it's very calm. We see a surfboard shoot out of the water. Yeah, I don't know. It's all calm. The water, no waves at all. There's it's no sunny, waves. No there's, clouds. In there's the sky. nobody on the beach. I don't believe when they come in. Not yet, though. No, because yeah, they get to the beach. What's happening on this shore, though? We'll just cut to it. They're in Wet Side Story. Yeah, we, we see somebody like dancing or uh, we see bouncing. A lot of people we, see, we see somebody bouncing in like a pink outfit and they're like, Did you see that? What is yeah, that? It very much reminded me. I think she maybe, maybe was on a, a trampoline, but it's uh, a lot like the Big Lebowski when the dude goes to the pornography guy's oh. house party and there's just like topless girls jumping on the trampoline. That's fun. And it's very like, What is this? And. These Mac and Brady are feeling the same way as they What's walk into the first group dance number, Surf Crazy. Do we see this? So there's a point where we see them watching this movie. Yeah, we talked about that. But do we see this scene? Like, we see a couple different scenes. I'm trying to remember if this is a scene we see in the no, movie or I just, think we just see the one Big from Mamas. Big Mamas. Yeah, maybe it's just Big Mamas' house. Uh, so it's a good amount of... Of surfers. Yeah, you know. They're wearing Hawaiian shirts, which Jacob yes. is wearing underneath a coat because this room is too cold for... I mean, he's wearing a t-shirt, a hooded sweatshirt, and then a Mickey Mouse Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt, shirt. Or like, the hooded sweatshirt. Covered up by his winter coat. Yes. <laughs> so, We're chilly. Paint the picture for you guys. Yeah. And it's fairly like 1950s music sounding yeah i don't know if the proper term is like doo-wop but some aspects of it feels like grease with that i I was getting a lot of grease vibes with kind of like clothing and like the because there's like kind of the bikers are kind of like greasers the bikers come into um the the hairstyles you know yeah to go further into why this movie is the way that it is so apparently in like the 60s or 70s there was actually like a subgenre of movies that were called beach party movies oh. which started 
by a movie called Beach Party. So Teen Beach Movie is about a movie that they fucking yes. go into. So what? What side story? These beach Party movies. I think there was on Wikipedia it said there was like thirty total made. That's but a generally, lot. it's like the premise. Movies. Hey, they used to just do whatever they wanted in movies. Beach Party that couldn't be made today, probably because it hardly has a plot. But the idea was like there's some anthropological like researchers trying to study what it is about beach parties or teens dancing, and it's kind of like a. They're just crazy and they're dancing all the time and adults don't get it. And that comes into play in this movie where it does just seem like, what do we we actually do all day? Oh, we just like party on the beach and dance. And sometimes, yeah, they're doing like the go-go dancing where they're just really like gyrating crazily. Yeah, there's a lot of hip moving in this movie. thrusting. Yeah, a lot of thrusting going on. So it's that style of beach party movie crossed with West Side Story. As well as as we get into it a little bit, a little bit of like back to the future as far as we are upsetting the plot of this movie and we need it to go a certain way so that we can get back to our reality. Yeah. So is this something that appeals or should appeal to Disney Channel teens? We talked about that. Well, we were watching the movie like like who do, who is this appealing to? I don't feel like kids would it's have so any interest. It's so hyper specific and so weird. Uh, And ultimately, I don't know if I like this movie as I thought I might going into it, but it is one of like the top five highest viewer counts for a Disney Channel movie. And and most views a Disney Channel movie will get ever again. There's there's no nothing comes close to it. This is the final peak. And yeah. I think it's just and, and, the kids, they love those musicals. They There's do love the musicals. Cute yeah. boys in this. They're dancing. They're singing. No. And I think that's enough for the, the, the demographic. demographic. Yeah, there hasn't been a movie this big since Wizards of Waverly Place. There hasn't Place. been a movie this big since Titanic. Fair. Uh, Fair so Brady, already established being a huge fan of Wet Side Story. Loves this. He's joining in of the with the choreography. Yeah, he like Lucas was saying when we were watching. He must have jumped somebody because he has the wear on. He has like a well that that comes later. jacket. Oh, oh, on the beach. beach yeah. yes. So this one, they're like bouncing surf balls or beach balls around. They're moving surfboards back and forth, That's thrusting hips. A lot of hip movement again here. Whipping around beach towels, whipping and neighing. They're hitting the gritty, <laughs> uh, and then the the. The number ends and we get a little bit of there's lots of self-aware humor because obviously these characters are within a musical movie and they know they're there and they're recognizing the the goofiness that comes with some of those musicals. So Mac pulling from maybe some MCU humor even at the time just goes, well, that just happened. That just happened. Did I do that? Did I do that? Despite them partially joining in with the dance. The movie characters now are kind of weirded out by Mac and Brady because he says awesome, which seems to be not appropriate. Yeah. So this is when they're entering Big Mama's and he's saying like, like that was, yeah, like that was awesome or that was like radical or whatever. And they're like, we don't know what you're saying. What are you speaking? What's up, dog? And they're like, what's this cat saying? So there's a little funny joke. like, Oh, it's okay to say cat, but not dog. Do you think we're an animal? I think is what he says. Yeah. Why is he calling us animals? And Big Mama's, possibly the inspiration for Big Papa's surf shack. 100%. Just seems to be a a restaurant on the beach that surfers attend, but also... The bikers like to yeah, go there. They, they both love going to Big Mama's. I, I don't know what kind of food she serves. She's a bigger black lady. It's probably not like, you know, crab. It's not Big Mama's house, though. No. 
Big, big mama shack. So the biker gang is called the Rodents, and they bust in. One of them somewhat literally rides in. The leader of the gang rides in on a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually know his name. He's generally not important, but he plays the role of like Juliet or Maria's older brother. Like, Butchie, in those maybe. Movies. That sounds right. Yeah. Layla's the main girl. Tanner is like the. Yeah, I, the I know those boy. characters. Yeah. Names. I think it's Butchie. Uh, most of the rodents, besides Layla, because she's actually a character they want you to like, talk with very over-the-top, I'd say, New Jersey-style accents. Yeah. Hey, it's, you it's, see he? Hey, it's, it's it sounds really a lot annoying. like Harley Quinn, where they're like, Hey, what's up, Mr. J? Oh, Mr. J, what's up there, uh, Mac? We're gonna bike it's, on in. It's Mac and Mackenzie and Brady. Oh, hey, hey Mama's Brady. house is all tough. Yeah. Gabagoo! Oh, Gabagooey boo. She was a whore! Oh, no. Uh, And then they get their own introductory number called Cruisin' for a Bruisin', which I found more fun, probably because it's more about, like, just regular rock and roll as opposed to, like, maybe more, like, Beach Boys. song they were playing before was Hurting for a Squirting, so they're just kind of keeping that same... That's not true. (laughs) Uh, The same kind of vibe. As Jacob was bringing up a little bit ago, this is the song where Brady is fully incorporated in where he has the correct biker attire. He is dancing along, but he also essentially has solo moments in the song where he's the only one singing, which begged the question of, did he like beat up the person who was supposed to have this part? And he just knew it himself. So that's how he was able to insert himself in because the movie should have played out where somebody else should have been singing those roles. He's seen the movie a thousand times. It's very much like a time in wrestling, somewhat recent history, where Michael McGillicuddy oh. was going into the Royal Rumble, but then I believe Brock Lesnar jumped him and knocked him out and then took his spot, which wow. didn't seem to actually com- uh, comply with the rules of the Royal Rumble. It's not like you can just force your entryway in. Yeah. So then Michael McGillicuddy tried to say that he had never been eliminated from the Royal Rumble. and Did he, he win it? No. Oh, but it was he went on like I've been uneliminated from the Royal Rumble for like sixty days. Oh man! So it made me think of that. That Michael you can just McCullough. jump somebody and you can take their place. It's no big yeah, deal. No big deal. No biggie. Within that, uh, Layla I think gets a introductory number as well as Tanner was kind of the main focus of Surf Crazy. But yeah. we haven't really established them too much as characters yet. We're still mostly focused on. Brady and Mackenzie. Yes. And Mackenzie is very not with this, but Brady is having time of his life and he wants These to play are along the with the scenes. rest of the movie. These are the scenes that we see them watching on Grandpa's TV. There's a scene that we see in the movie where Layla, the main biker girl, falls off of the stage. So yeah, that's the upcoming shindig at Big Mama's. Yes. Which happens... The next scene. A little later. They say, hey, we're going to have a shindig here. You want to come? Yeah, I guess. And then it's like, hard cut. Where did these clothes come from? We're all dressed in surfer clothes. What's (laughs) going on? And then they go in. And that's where, yeah, the West Side Story comparison. This should be kind of like the high school dance in West Side Story or the party in Romeo and Juliet where Tanner sees Layla. If the movie played out appropriately, you see her singing a song on stage called Falling For You. Where she literally falls, and in in the movie that they watch at Grandpa's, she catches, she's caught by... Tanner. By... Tanner. Yes. But in this version, since we have our characters upsetting it, 
catches Brady catches her, her, and Tanner catches Mackenzie, who I think tripped or something. Yeah, I was. I don't know what I was doing, but I was yeah, away from I, the screen. I, I, at I this think point. Brady and and Mackenzie were having like an argument, and yeah, they things got all. I think everything's messed up now. The whole movie just kind of gets so yeah messed the, up. The meet cute hasn't occurred, and actually, two different meet cutes have happened. Yeah, so this begins to upset the plot of the movie because next we kind of well, we see them kind of you know like oh you caught me thanks for putting yourself out there or whatever da 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 da, but then we see like the people that are in the movie just kind of standing around doing nothing yeah and they never really did anything with this beyond this it felt like they could have done more because yeah it basically just grinds to a halt all the different groups the way the movie should have played out is they start a fight because they see the the other two dancing and you know the the gangs are crossing sides or whatever but now it's just like i feel like they could even have tried to play it up more like they're like malfunctioning robots or something like this this isn't right but it's just nope they're standing in place Brady recognizes what's going to happen. And this is where it starts to feel more like Back to the Future, where Marty, of course, needs to get his mom to not fall in love with him, but fall in love with his dad so that Marty doesn't disappear from existence. Here, they need to rewrite the plot of the or reorder the plot back to the original so that they can lead to a storm happening at the end of the movie in three days so that they can escape. Because they believe that they that's ride how the, you get back to the normal they ride the world. surfboard. That's how they can get out, and there's yes. no waves. Only, I, yeah, I don't. It's it's very odd. Um, but yeah, like you said, we see them talking about this on the beach. Their plan is to make they're gonna fall in love with the their counterpart movie parts, but then like turn on them and be rude to them. I guess so. The other movie... well, before they get there, we have to get to the weakest part of the movie, oh. which is less. Camembert, who is yeah. played by Jacob said his name earlier. I don't remember, but he played the boogeyman. And Steve don't Valentine, Liz, basically is typecast as any kind of villain in any Disney Channel original. Movie. So yes, he, he's one of our favorite villains. I think in any Disney Channel he's original movie, been in movie. four movies at least at this point. All villain roles with the Wizards of Waverly Place being his like least villainous role because he was yeah. like a little unwill or unwilling. This, though, he has a slight mustache, but he might as well be a, a mustache-turning, uh, twisting pull, villain. He pulls it off at one point. Shh. Sorry. That's the the weirdest part of the movie, yes. maybe. But yeah. he also has an evil scientist working for him. and Dr. Fusion. In a plot line that is maybe too early for this wet side story, which is supposed to take place in 1962, he is a real estate developer that wants to caused there to be no more waves anymore so the surfers will leave big mama's shack so then he can purchase the shack yes. and turn it into a parking lot for a resort he, uh, this guy's pretty innovative or pretty he's got big plans for 1960s so he has dr fusion creating this weather canceling machine we we see it when they first arrive i believe in this world like it's shooting kind of like i don't know lightning bolt-esque kind of things out of this light yes. house uh, cg lighthouse yes you can't film an actual lighthouse are you mad no. we don't have that kind of budget that gives us their ticking clock even though the oh it's happening in three days never feels like it's something that's hanging over them yeah. because the way this movie goes and the way some movies are it's just like well time just who knows how much time is passed? Yeah, certainly multiple days, but but the idea is like you know the movie just progresses at its own pace because yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie yeah, exactly. Uh, 
So the machine, we see the end of the movie, but it's not clear here. But the storm happens because the bikers and the surfers team up together, destroy the machine, which would have been used to stop the storm. Sure. Basically, doesn't actually play out as actual West Side Story, which of course is the very tragic ending of Romeo and Juliet, but they need to get Layla and Tanner together to set these groups on the path to join forces to beat the evil real estate developer. Yes. This leads into a few uh, funny scenes where Tanner and Layla are paired up with Mac and Brady as the, the alternate sex pairings, and Brady and Mac are trying to deflect the affections coming their way onto their counterpart to yes. try to reset stuff but as is probably a carryover aspect from these beach party movies both Layla or Leela whatever and Tanner are very stupid they are very dumb there's a lot of things where um where Mac and um Brady will say things and some of it's maybe worded maybe like modern verbiage but a lot of things they just they're very confused uh, a lot of it Layla, plays off as maybe even Abbott and Costello. That even happens with the villains where it's like, they're, a villain says humidity, and it's like, no, it's not who, it's Hugh. Yeah. Who? What do you mean, who? Who? Not Hugh. Me? And it's like, oh, shut the fuck. There's a lot of that, in it. And, and some of it's fun. There's there's a point where we see Layla and Tanner at the very end of the movie, like, they're kind of talking to one another, and, like, the way they communicate is, like, yeah. it, it meshes, it works. The two They, they finish people. each other's sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you, Tanner kind of like puts on a, a low voice and he's like, "Oh, love is never certain." Oh, who said that? I did. I did right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like your low voice. Oh, you do. I can also go really high, and it's very goofy. Yeah, kind of annoying. Uh, this leads into a song called "Meant to Be," which has the different couples singing, yep. as well as trying to, as I said, redirect the attention towards the other one. And at this point, they haven't been very successful. Because there's there's some point in here, and I want to point out, because it was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. There's a point where one of the guys is shooting, like, a slingshot out of a window at Big Mama's. We hear, like, a weird noise coming from the outside, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm shooting an angry bird. I'm trying to make the bird angry. And Brady says, can you repeat that? I said an angry, angry bird. bird or something like that. that was, like, we, we don't get a lot of references. I don't feel like they had. But I feel like 2013. culture. I feel like Angry Birds was maybe a little bit of a dated reference. Twenty. Yeah, I, I don't know when it was I don't know popular. when the first Angry Birds movie came out. There was also a second Angry Birds movie that came out not that long ago, which like, seems crazy. I don't think Lucas caught the reference right away. I'd, uh, what do you the, mean? I freaking, I'd, like, I'd my eyes out. rolled in the back of my head and I put my <laughs> head down in my hands. I hated it so much. I, I thought it was great. I want more of that. So, yeah, that happens in the next scene because they have the music number. It's not immediately resolved. Oh, well, what happens next in the movie? Well, the biker girls have a pajama party and the surfer boys just hang out at Big Mom's. Yes, the classic pajama party. So Mac goes to that biker girl pajama party, yes. which feels like the most 50s, 60s. Yeah, they're, they're doing like their hair, but it's like really goofy stuff. They're like, I don't know if they're putting gel in it or they're combing it where like this one girl's hair is just really sticking up pretty silly. They have like that thing where you put over the top of them to like the know. dryer yes. helmet thing. In, in her room, in she has one. Yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't know that was a thing. So then meanwhile, Brady's with the Surf Boys. And this is maybe my favorite song in the movie. 
called Like Me, yeah. where it's b- both sides. The boys are like, I know what girls like. They like boys like me. Yeah. And I know what girls boys like. They like girls like me. And part of it is then Mackenzie trying to like push back against like the gender roles of women and being like, you can do what you want. You can do whatever you want. You can ask boys out. You don't need yeah. to have to wait for them to ask you out. Which me and Jacob were like, yes, girls, please <laughs> don't make us ask you out. <laughs> and yeah, there's wardrobe changes for both the boys and the girls. Yeah, there's, there's some f- fun stuff going on. This eventually leads into, I think, Layla wanting to do a boy thing, which is surf. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that immediately comes here, but it comes a little while later. Yeah, something but related first, to that. do you remember that Max' mom is dead? So oh, yeah, she brings yeah, that up yeah. to Brady to be like, I need to get out of here so I can go to that school to achieve my mom's dead dream. And Brady's just like, I don't know. I'm having a great time. Yeah, why can't we just stay here forever? Like, I don't need the, it's all movie logic. I don't need to eat or pee or anything. Yeah, so it's just like, hey, just chill out. But I mean, yeah. I guess we have to have some conflict in the movie because everything else is kind of just, I don't know, just a party. Yeah, that's it's always fun. Layla, there's supposed to be conflict, but there's not really. Layla says, hey, I want to do something, but you can't tell anybody because it's both a secret for me because I'm a girl and also a biker. But yes. I'd like to serve. She wants to serve. And Max like, yes, queen, slay, <laughs> fight the patriarchy, surf, <laughs> oh. lean into the, the wave. And uh, unfortunately, she's going to be taught by Brady how to surf. But the evil real estate man has his weather machine being tested out and he zaps the waves. So there's no waves going on? Yeah. We also see... Max's hair isn't wet. Yes, what? she falls off of a rock when she's with hanging with Brady. And there's a big splash. We see a lot of water splashing around. But when she gets up behind the rock, yeah, she's not wet at all. They're like, we're morphing into the movie. And then she starts singing. Yeah, like, it's not that her hair's not wet. It's that she can't stop singing. Yes, they're, they're singing a song they're called... They're in a movie! They're singing a song called Can't Stop Singing. This one's actually pretty fun, too. It's the most self-aware song because they're talking about like how they're being forced to sing by this movie. There's lots of dance stuff. They start tap dancing at one point. There's lots of silly props and things coming out on the beach. So this is pretty fun. We, we like fun. I'll tell you that right now. Well, somebody who doesn't, that. though, is Mac. She hates this. No, she but Brady's not, not like, I don't, this is pretty cool. I don't know about you. Which I like Brady of being a kind of cool surfer bro who just loves, well, at least one musical. Maybe not all musicals, but he yeah. really likes this one. After their song, Mac and Brady get captured by the real estate guy and the evil doctor. Yes. And they had already been kind of set on path to meet each other, uh, Layla and Tanner. And they do come across each other when Mac and Brady are captured. So it's like, well, they kind of affected it, but it also kind of just went on its own. So they meet up with each other. And I found that they mostly bond with each other by being extremely stupid and vapid. This is yes. the scene we were talking about being like, who said that? I said that. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's when, when they're doing it. I, I enjoyed this a lot more when they were doing it with Brady and Mac, I guess. This is more fun yeah. when they're bouncing off one another, just saying just stupid stuff. Yeah, I like them playing off of like probably how dumb these beach party movies were. Yeah, it's still very weird. It's just the general premise of this movie. And it only kind of would be able to be made by having like the self-aware modern characters come in. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, it's a weird balance. So yeah, Layla. But they seem to be in love now. They're in love. Layla and Tanner are officially a thing. Like, like, like what happened when she, when she originally fell, it's all, everything's worked its way out. 
So, and because Tanner gave Mac a flower crown or something, yeah, she, they find it on the ground, and then they realize, oh, the they must have been kidnapped by the doctor or whatever. The, so they return to Big Mama's shack. I keep yes. wanting to say Big Mama's house, and they unify the bikers and, and the, the surfers because they got to go find their friends. And there's a little fighting, but it's not even like a song or anything. It's just like, hey, I like to. I'm a biker, and I like to surf, and. I'm a, a surfer, and I think motorcycles are kind of cool. <gasps> no way. <laughs> we have a lot more in common than we thought. And wow. Layla's brother, who, if it was Romeo and Juliet or a West Side Story, should have gotten shanked by Tanner. Stabbed. <laughs> just comes up and doesn't even fight they're Tanner. They're like kissing, or they're hugging, you know, the huge. So they're all heading to Storm, the lighthouse, lighthouse. where Les Lady Cam and, Mac, and Bert. They're tied up next to the weather machine there. And. The villains kind of leave for a moment as they talk to each other, and they find out, oh, we still love each other, Freddie yeah. and Mac. And then Mac also says something like how she doesn't really feel the need to go to that school. Yeah, she says, fuck my dad, mom. Yeah. No, she's like, she's like I don't know if that's really what my mom's dream I was supposed to Being Being in as. this movie, ending up in this movie really, you know... Open I mean, my eyes and write a, a letter, a college essay about being inside of a movie musical. Oh, you probably get into indie college. True. Though. And I made a note here. This is where Jacob said, I don't think I like musicals <laughs> like at all. Well, any of them. Because they're singing kind of like a, a love duet thing that's kind of going on. I'm like, I don't know. Like some of the songs are okay, but like, like some of these songs, I'm just like, I don't know. Like these are just kind of just seem too cheesy for me. I, I've been clear. I like musicals generally. Not all of them. But. I like good ones. We, we kind of established that thing. So I'm like, oh, well, I like High School Musical. You know, I like, you know. I, I wouldn't say necessarily all Disney Camp Channel Rock. original musicals are pinnacle examples of was, musicals. Was, was High School Musical the first musical then? Ever. Yep, that was the first for, one. For Disney? Ever was that the first DCOM musical? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, so, it's but, what started uh, everything. Yeah. But then, 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 yeah, they've really just kind of gone overboard. Broadway didn't even exist until High School Musical. That's fair. West Side Story, it, there was no singing in it. Wet Side Story. Wet Side Story. That was the first. That's what they should have waited for, yeah. Uh, the surfers and the bikers, they storm into the lighthouse. They start dancing on the equipment. Yeah, this, this party banging feels it around. almost like Scooby-Doo-like where they're chasing the villain just in a circle. But he gets tired and has to take a break, but they keep chasing yeah, around. They're and... just kind of go-go dancing on like the different pieces, kind of like the Batman 60s movie or the series where it's just like, Random dance party walking in. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Shout it's out fun. to iCarly. We're having fun. They rescue Mac and Brady, and then they destroy the machine, partially through the knowledge that the bikers bring by knowing how to work on engines and stuff like that. Yes. And Layla's able to fully break it because she has small feminine fingers, so girls get it done. Yes. Thanks, Disney Channel. You created feminism. Love that. And also, in a little kind of Team Rocket moment, the villains blow out the top of the lighthouse. Yes. But then we cut to them floating on what seems to be the top of the lighthouse, but it didn't seem what they blew up on. And I think the doctor is like, oh, I think we're in a movie. And the real estate guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and maybe he overheard Mac and Brady talking or something. So here... Uh, the real estate guy who's had a mustache peels off his mustache and he's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Which I thought was crazy. And we don't yes. see anything more with them. We no. do get a teaser potentially for I shouldn't say potentially because it, it did happen. And it is a teaser for the sequel. 
not involving the villain. So I don't know if these guys... I feel like at least the real estate guy should reprise his role, but he also didn't have any singing. Yeah, so. I, 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 I didn't go ahead and look for... Well, I don't want to know. I, I know, yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah, the that'd be a funny little cameo. Me. Yeah, we, we won't look. We'll see. <laughs> it, would, it would be cool to, to see them come back. Before we get to Teen Beach Movie 2, though... Mac and Brady get ready to hit the final waves as the nasty storm seems to be rolling in. But first, they let all of the musical characters know how much it meant for them to be there. Yes. Layla gives Mac a necklace that has a flower on it that's supposed to be a Hawaiian symbol of friendship, which also maybe matches the symbol on Big Papa's magical surfboard. Yes. Yeah. They go out and drown themselves again. Yeah, that's that's a big big theme in this movie, self drowning. Um, I, I still don't understand. Like, it is kind of a weird portal. I I don't know where the it's not clear from the mechanics at all. No, they pop out in the water. Big waves. It's the big wave. Is this is the big game? The big wave. Brady's like, your hair is wet. We're in the real we're wet. world. We're so wet. Ah. And we're not singing. We, see, we would see Big Baba, <laughs> Big Baba, Big Big Daddy Baba Bob Yaga. He's riding up <laughs> there Yaga. in his house with chicken legs. <laughs> uh, they also somehow decided like, oh, it's still stormy. So no time has passed at all. So yeah. they're, they're... they were there in the musical world for at least three days. Yeah, a couple days. And here, no seconds have passed. No, so were they're... they all like, drown momentarily and in like a shared comatose dreamscape <laughs> i don't know they, they entered some kind of portal they entered some kind of portal because of the big wave the um the jet ski is still there and brady has on his life jacket so how did he go ski. underwater for three days i don't know and he didn't have that uh, vest leaving the musical world but Mac has necklace from the musical world. Yes, that is, is very peculiar. So Mac, standing up, she's going to shred this wave for real. Brady says, hey, I won't try to save you. If you die, that's on you. This, you die for real this time. This, I think this is uh, maybe one of the first um, alternate universes or realities of, of Disney. Uh, you know, they're, they're uh, playing around with the idea here. Sure. You or know? just, I mean, I don't know, it's not really an alternate world, they just go into a movie. I mean, now they do, oh, but but do they? I mean, they did. <laughs> it's it's an alternate world, though, universe. It's uh, Well, generally, I think of an alternate universe as it has, like, you know, an alternate version of, of yourself, Which we got in yeah. Phineas and Ferb. Yes. Across, across whatever. So they did do, I guess, before. Jacob, yeah. But Jacob fell asleep in that movie, so that's probably why. He yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so she is doing great on this wave, and we can tell because Big Papa, we get multiple shots, cutting to him on the, the yeah. shore, just nodding in approval. Dude, big Even big though before pop. he's like, oh, no, I think she died. Oh, no, she's up, <laughs> and now it's cool. It's she's all good. so good. She goes to shore Hello, where Barry. Aunt Antoinette shows up and says, oh, my God. What, what are you doing? We need to go. The plane's set. And beforehand, before she went and drowned herself, we, we saw that she left, like, a note or whatever on the table, and she's like, oh, I'm going to go catch a wave, be back before the plane comes or whatever. Biatch. Yeah. We, we're not a fan of Aunt, whatever her name is. And she tells... Aunt Antoinette, Suzanne Cryer. Yeah. yeah. Auntie Auntie, <laughs> she says to her, I'm going to stay here for high school, because I have decided that my mom didn't have some weird dream about me going to this super expensive school. Okay, cool. That's conflict solved so i guess they could have just stayed in the musical world forever but yeah, then in the musical world maybe comes a little bit into their world because we get a final song 
but it's in the real world. Yes. Could it be a dream sequence, as Jacob so often refers love to, my dream to musical scenes as dream sequences? This one is called Surf's Up. It has, as we said at the top of the episode, the lines, Ready Freddy, Ready Steady. And I think they say that's oh, rock after or something. Yeah. I hated that. And they say it two times in this song, so they must have really thought it was good. I think it's a decent final song. Not the, not the biggest blowout we've ever had. Not like Let It Shine levels or like High School Musical 1 levels, but it's fine. Yeah. At one point, they have like panels that they flip around to spell surfs surf up. And that's kind of fun. There's a lot of extras. I There's love that. There's more people in this scene than in any other of the other dance scenes, yes. which is weird because again, far, far many more. This is in the real world where the others no, are in yeah. the musical. Exactly. Big Papa. Also gets a little dance. Yeah, in. we see Barry Boswick, Big Papa, kind of just doing a little shimmy. And then they end it probably yelling surfs up or surf's camp up. rock. I don't know. Yeah. And then we're in the credits. We get a Some handful bloopers. of bloops that are actual bloops this time. Yes. Not like fake bloops fake or ones. forced bits. They're flicking each other's in the nose or saying lines goofy. Screw up a wait. And then our first ever, maybe. Question mark? Cut, cut scene or uh, after credits? After you know, credits really, scene. we had Mac earlier <clears throat> saying, "Did that really? Ha- did that just happen?" Well, now, yeah. did this just happen? We get an after credits scene where we see five or so characters, including Tanner and Layla, yep, from like, like all the main ones, yeah, the musical world, pulling up out of the water, fully soaked. Their hair is wet. Their hair is wet, so we know it's real. And there's some punk-looking guys like you guys look lost you want to look at my cell phone and i think it was a picture of justin bieber i didn't want to rewind it so i'll just believe jacob here i think it was and they're like looking at it like oh what huh and then he's like it starts beeping or making a noise and something they're like they're just all freaking out because clearly they're from the 60s none of the stuff that they're coming into would make any sense to them at all so yes we do get a teen beach movie too it is about musical characters coming into the real world. Love and that. I believe the scene that we even see here is shown in that movie. And Love I think that. Teen Beach Movie 2 is maybe 2015. So we're maybe a few June 26, 2015. Yeah. And this one came out J- July 19, 2013. So, yeah. We're a few handful of episodes away. Just enough time for us to be thirsting again for the, the four, salty, four movies. The salty seawater of Teen Beach yeah. Movie. Love that. So, yeah, I was feeling hopeful or optimistic coming to this movie. We get a Paul Hohen movie next. But it's about sur- or snowboarding. Snowboarding. Johnny Capahala. So we get a surfing, then we get a snowboarding movie. They're really bringing back the, the boards. Yeah, they love them. Uh, sports, sports, sports. But, yeah, I this movie, I think the premise is insane, and I give it credit for that. And then another Zendaya movie? Oh, my God. Hey, we're talking about Sorry. TV's movie. I'm like, right I'm now. getting pumped. Yeah, I not a lot of the music really like flicked with me. There were some good songs, like the but... the Big Mamas. I think dance scene was kind of fun, but mm-hmm. that was really about it. I don't know. And I like some of the self aware humor. But yeah, there's is a little too much. Like if they didn't have the weird villain with the weather machine, yeah. or they didn't like have yeah, so much the... concern about being like. I have to get out because my mom's dead. The I I think they could have eliminated the the villain aspect of the movie. I don't really feel like that added too much. I mean, it well, didn't... it just was a weird thing of well, we have to correct the plot of this movie to get into the storm. Yeah, and basically they didn't have I don't know any way to escape, so they just wrote like, well, they're in a storm again. Well, yeah. but 
the storm would happen no matter who they fall in love yes. with. So that's why this all happened. Yeah. Uh, which I isn't accurate, obviously, to West Side Story or anything. I don't even know if it's fully accurate. Actually, it probably could happen in like a, a beach party movie. Sure. Those, those rascally teens. I'm going to ruin the waves for them. So not like a... Not cracking into my top 10 or probably even close or anything. Yeah, not a top 400 movie for me at all either. So it's actually the worst DCOM. (laughs) It's not 400 DCOM. If there was, we never would have done this podcast. We never would know. Never. Uh, Yeah, you got any other final thoughts, Jacob? Uh, Like there there was a scene where he was playing the guitar and it gave me like some Marty McFly vibes from Back to the Future. Like the way he just, he was kind of just jamming out and brady that is yeah and, brady when uh, they were doing cruising the for a bruise big mama's dancing so that was kind of fun um yeah i don't know it was it was okay nothing too too crazy about it wow. four stars or whatever please be excited for teen beach movie too yeah i i i really am i i did not expect the after credits scene at all um jacob did question he's like oh are they gonna come into the real world and yeah and i don't want to i didn't want to spoil it for and them. then it happened I, I was excited to see that so i i am looking forward to the next one and see how they they play that out well if you're looking forward to teen beach movie 2 or were a viewer possibly at the time of its release write into us at a whole new pod at gmail.com our new year's resolution is to never read a single email so wow if you want to make us break a resolution, maybe you got to write it into in. us. Dustin doesn't count. <laughs> oh, it does not count. Never, never remember? Yes. Could Mac and Brady have stopped 9-11? Yes. They could have eliminated Al-Qaeda from the beginning. 1960s, it's roots. They could have eliminated <laughs> all of the... Anybody. So if we treat Bin the Laden, movie, uni- movie world yes. as our own world. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the 9-11 musical? Like, oh, I think time like, okay, enough okay. time has passed. Got to pitch. I feel that. like Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like that's maybe like ten years away for them or something. That'd be some, good. I like that. Arguably tasteless. So musical. I think because we see that somehow the universes collide, that they could have uh, maybe have stopped Bin Laden's birth. Pretty selfish of them. She's well, so uh, worried about her dead mom. Yeah, you could have saved going thousands. to school like you a nerd. Sa- yeah. Do something cool like kill <laughs> Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. Yeah, stop it. All right. Well, we're not done quite yet. No, we we, ha- we have to start the new year off right. Starting off on a good note with everybody's favorite segment, a whole new pop. Osama bin Laden was born in 1957. <laughs> it could have happened. Maybe that's what Teen Beach Movie 2 is about. So this soda I'm looking at here was a special gift from my parents uh, because when they went to Colorado to visit my brother, because I live in the same town as them, they made me watch their dog. So they, since I don't, I don't know, I feel like people just like give alcohol as gifts a lot. So then it's like, oh shit, what do we give Lucas? He doesn't drink. So I like, I mean, clearly I like soda. Yes. No. It's been established on this podcast. And what's the name of this one again? This one is called Unicorn Yak. So it's got a fun name. It's got a fun color. Yes, it is purple looking on its logo. We see kind of looks great. Maybe great. Rainbows. Yeah, I'll have to check out the logo. I haven't seen it. It is bottled by Avery's Beverages, based out of Connecticut. Okay. But this one has on top of its. So it's a glass bottle as well. Yes. uh, So hopefully I can open it. Its bottle cap says "Totally Gross Soda." So I I wonder why that is is it like is it supposed to taste bad? No, 
I think it's the premise. Like these, when I first got these, I'm like, oh, thanks, because I think it'll probably taste like shit. But my thought was, uh, so here in Minnesota, there's a place we affectionately refer to as the Candy Barn. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is this like the tourist trap along yes. a main highway of the state, where it's state's biggest candy store, and they have a whole bunch of shit there, including like just a wall of novelty sodas and like stuff like zit juice or yeah. you know, stuff that's supposed to look gross, but probably is just like you know, fine. colored water or yeah. whatever. Nothing really to write home about. So this one says it's raspberry orange cream, which just sounds good. Yeah, that does sound good. It's got kind of a, in some light, a purple hue, but even more, maybe like a slate gray. Oh. Potentially. Because of special coloring. So let's see if I can get this open. All right, we good. Easy peasy. I'm I'm ready to slurp. Does it smell good? Oh. Yeah, it smells okay. 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 I mean, it doesn't smell bad. Well, I'm going to get up here and work my way over to you. I gotta see the design. So what's the cap design? It says totally gross soda. So it's just green. Okay, what's the bottle design? Jacob is reiterating everything I'd already talked well, about. I, I had not seen it. In the, I, I, I really do like the smell. I think it smells really good. All right, bottoms up. Oh, man. Yeah. Tastes like Mountain Dew. <laughs> that might be one of my favorite drinks. I might ask for more. You're going to go <laughs> online to Avery's Beverage Company. Give me a case of yak. Yeah, it's, it's I, I mean, I guess I'm sure the flavor is what it says it is. I don't really, I, I don't it know how to describe it. It does taste like uh, what a unicorn would puke Yeah, it's, it's good though. So it says it's made with real cane sugar and you can kind of, you can taste the difference between a, definitely a sugarless soda or just regular Coke. Kind of a, a coating left behind by the sugar in your mouth. Yeah. No, I, I I do really enjoy this one, yeah. Thumbs up. We approve. We never really stuck a clear, like, tier rating. Yeah. So, I don't know. This could be, like, number one of everything we've tried. Maybe, I don't remember. I, have no, I don't remember what my top ones were. Maybe the Mountain Dew Mango uh, or the Coca-Cola Dream. I think those are, like, the only flavors I ever bought yeah. more of after we tried them. So, no pukes here. No. No, no puking. We saved that for Fruit Quake. Nah, Fruit Quake was fine, too. Oh, God. But I didn't buy any more Fruit Quake. No. I don't know. if Maybe I haven't been to a store for a bit, so maybe maybe it's not on the shelves anymore. Sad. Will they bring it back next year? Who knows? Who cares? They'll bring back a new one. We know that. If you're listening to this podcast at this point, you probably don't care. We don't care. Uh, but do I care? Listen a little bit more, because we'll do our housekeeping Plugs. of saying, find us on... Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. We're like number two hundredth in the in the world or something. Apparently. For movies. Tied for two hundred and sixth with about, I don't know, a thousand <laughs> That's fine. Uh that's just a guess. Yeah. And if you have the ability, rate and review us. Five stars. Hopefully. They help. We love you. YouTube.com slash a whole new pod where I thought the Girl vs. Monster episode was one of our better ones yeah, in a while, but just, it doesn't sound getting the, the views. YouTube audience does not care at all one of our lowest viewed videos in quite a while yeah maybe maybe fingers crossed it'll it'll pick up or something maybe go go give that one another listen or at least stop by to give it some thumbs ups and some love and yeah i think i personally excited for the what this year will bring for this podcast as it maybe will bring an end Well, I mean, you got to remember, there's going to be they're going to continue no. to put out movies, and, well, we, and we'll we have to keep up to with them. Do coverage of some movies, whether they're Disney or not. Just be yes. on a, 
a slightly more delayed schedule. Uh, so here's to 2023, a year of Disney Channel original movies. And with that, all I'll say is, let's go to the beach, beach. Let's go away. <laughs> Big Ass Balls Boards is the only company where every person on our team is a bad person in real life. Everyone is a bad person. That's our promise to you. Everyone's a fucking scoff bucket. I'm here to introduce the newest member of the team. His name's Concrete Halloween. Concrete always skates in a monster mask because he hates his head and it's fucking hard to do. He can't see shit. He can't see anything around when he's got that thing on. He likes to make skating as hard as possible for himself because he's not good and he hates it. He goes as fast as he can towards curves with no trick in mind. He doesn't have a clue what he's going to do and he never figures it out. Fuck yeah! He used to be an executioner, but he got fired because he kept laughing and fucking around during the deaths. I think that's so cool. His his real car that he drives every day is a semi truck and he also owns a dump truck. His sponsor me tape was him running full speed into an aquarium at a kid's doctor's office. He also sent in a clip where he killed a real duck. If you think his skating is not cool or stupid, you're fake. You're a fucking sheep. You're a pig. You really are a big little pig, aren't you? Yeah, you are a really big little pig, ain't you? Fuck off. He skates with two open knives in his pocket! So when he falls, he gets all stabbed and cut up. Wow! I like this guy. Yeah, I really like this guy.